What is up, everybody, and welcome back to the Show and Go podcast, where we bring you all of your MLB The Show news and opinions. I'm Balake, also known as Mr. Perfect Perfect, and I'm here with the check swing bandit himself, Ryan Jones, and the man who's nothing short of stellar, Anthony Stellar Harder. Sit back, get comfortable, play a couple Conquest games, and listen to the sweet, sweet sound of our takes. All right, welcome back everybody to a brand new episode of the Show and Go podcast. Today we're going to be focusing on MLB The Show. Some of my favorite episodes have been MLB The Show related so far. And uh, today we're going to be discussing the fourth inning program, which dropped just a couple of hours ago today. And we'll also be going into our player of the month predictions for the month of June. We'll talk about the new July daily moments and some more MLB The Show content they recently released. Let's uh, let's first go over a team update for each of us. We'll go favorite pitcher and favorite position player that, I guess, up to this point in the year. Um, Anthony, why don't you lead us off? All right, sounds good. Um, I'll start with my position player that's been absolutely raking for me the second I got him. It's got to be lightning boy Marcus Simeon. I mean, he is absolutely raking against either side from the pitcher's standpoint, righty or lefty. Crushing the ball, not just singles too, he's getting extra base hits, he's knocking in runs. I currently have him in my two spot behind Trout, and it seems like if Trout gets on, it's an easy RBI for Marcus to knock Trout in every single time. Love his swing, it's quick but not too quick, got a nice leg kick, very easy to use, and can't complain about diamond defense over at second as well. Um, from the pitcher standpoint, um, I really love the milestone 20 win club Roy Oswalt right now. I have him to the par- the third parallel, and honestly, every time he goes out there, he's just shutting whoever I'm facing out. So yeah, I got to go with Roy Oswalt on that front. Um, I love the Zach Britton right now. I'm really liking Zach Britton from the Daily Moment from June. And yeah, he just, I feel like he's pretty good against both sides of the plate. That sinker is disgusting, especially if you mix it well with the uh, fastball and the slider. So I'd say Britain, definitely. Blake? Fun fact about Britain, the sinker velocity ranges, according to his card, from 93 to 100. And I've actually seen him throw 101 on the sinker. So I don't know. I mean, obviously, we don't have any control over his velo, really. But mixing up his sinker is going to be deadly, uh, especially lefty-lefty. He's he's really tough to hit. Um I'll go into my favorite player so far. I think for the pitcher, this is it, this is a guy who's been holding up for me the entire year. I still haven't found a pitcher that's better than Corbin Burns. I know Cabrera and uh, Crochet are popular picks on Hall of Fame, but nothing beats the control-velocity combo of Corbin Burns. I mean, he is so hard to hit when you're dotting 97, 98, wherever you want it. That is, he's easily been my best pitcher this year. As far as position player, I'm going to go pretty basic. I'm going to pick Chipper. I recently got him. And the thing that sets him apart, other than his switch hitting, good defense, outstanding hitting, other than that stuff, is I feel like the his power plays up. Like he's one, he's one of those guys that I notice has high power. Because you don't have to square it up. You don't have to perfect, perfect it to get the ball out. Uh, That's definitely why I love Chipper at this point. There are some guys in my lineup where I feel like I have to perfect, perfect it to get the ball out. And that's fine. But with Chipper, not a problem. Uh, As far as relievers go, again, another guy I've been rocking all year that is not coming out of my bullpen anytime soon is Lee Smith. 95 overall. He is incredible against righties and lefties. Uh, Against lefties, you just throw cutters inside. They can't touch it. Righties just throw the slider away and mix in a fastball every now and again. And uh, nobody's going to touch him. I even like him over guys like Goose or like Chapman from the left side. I, I mean, he's easily been statistically my best reliever so far. All right, sounds good. Uh, the guys I want to highlight, Joe Torre has been a menace behind the plate for me. He plays great defense. I'm hitting like two, uh, no, 350 with him. And his PCI size is huge, even on Hall of Fame difficulty. So I think he's an elite catcher at this point in the year. Uh, starting pitchers, I just threw a game with DeGrom. Oh my. I, 10 inning game, 23 strikeouts. It went 15. I don't want to talk about it, but 
He was electric. Anthony. You you can just admit you and your opponent were boosting for your pitcher stats. Because didn't you say Crochet went nine innings against you? Crochet went nine. I went ten with the drum. Yes. And I lowered his ERA down to .21. In 43 innings, I have 70 strikeouts and zero walks. He has been the best pitcher for me by far. And they made him even better. Like, 80% of those stats are before he got outlier, before his control got boosted. He is, he's insane right now. Plus, he hits. He smacks the ball. Yeah, don't sleep on don't sleep on live series Degrom. He just got a buff with outlier and uh, increased control, and uh, I think they even upgraded his break a little bit. So yep, on his off speed. Hopefully, you know people don't figure that out anytime soon because I do not want to face Degrom in every ranked game. And then uh, sticking with outlier for relievers, I want to go Rob Dibble. He is by far the best reliever in the game for me. I, I'd take him over Mo. Araldis, Lee Smith, anybody. Just the amount of deception you can have with tunneling his three pitches, it's it's insane. But uh, let's segue into the program that just dropped, fourth inning. All right, fourth inning program. I'm sure you've already seen the bosses, but we'll go over them again. We have, leading us off, 99 overall, Wander Franco. Now, Wander was announced already, and uh, they did just boost his 91 to a 99. So his 99 stats are roughly the same as his uh, as his 99 boosted stats were. They're slightly better, though. He's got 117 contact against righties, 105 against left, 94 power against righties, 84 against left. He's got diamond fielding with 87 fielding, 92 arm strength, and 84 speed. So him being a switch hitter, being able to play three infield positions, he's a five-tool player. He's he's going to be tough to beat. I don't know if there's a better middle infielder. I mean, he's the first 99 overall shortstop in the game. And honestly, I think it's going to be hard to pick the other two guys. Uh, Ryan, what you got? Can, can I point out, so it is 4.01 as we record this, four hours since the update. Two people already have Wander Franco to the first parallel. Wait, really? Yes. I thought you were going to say two people have him. No, like pe- at all. Two people have him paralleled already. Well, can't that be that they just kept drafting in BR until they got him? Oh yeah. 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 They probably that, just yeah, drafted him. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised though. E- even then, though, somebody had to get him. Yeah. Like, like, how could you even do that without an XP glitch? I would love to know. All right, moving on from Wander. Uh, we got Eddie Murray, switch hitting first baseman. He's got 100, 100 contact right, 125 contact left, 101 power right, 104 power left. So an amazing hitter, comparable to David Ortiz, uh, and he's a switch hitter. He's also got diamond defense, at first base with 92 fielding 81 arm strength and he's got 50 speed so easily one of the best first basemen in the game pretty comparable to poppy considering he's a switch hitter but i gotta say i'm not a huge fan of his swing in the past so unless there's been some major change to his swing um he's he's really he's really good stat wise i just don't know if he would be my pick Um, but we'll get into that later yeah, the only way someone takes Eddie Murray, in my opinion, is if they just cannot hit with Wander Franco. And that's with saying Eddie Murray is a good swing. He's a switch hitter. I think he does a good swing, in my opinion, from personal experience. Switch hitter, great stats. Diamond defense at first doesn't really matter, but it doesn't hurt. And I still think the only way you take that card is if you can't swing with Wander Franco, right? maybe maybe if they don't have big poppy yet and they don't hit well with tomei then maybe you consider murray because there's other shortstops like groshans mauricio banks that are that are top tier ish but it, it's he wanders just far and away the best card exactly yeah that's what i'm saying all right 
And last, but also least, Christy Mathewson, 99 overall starting pitcher. One sec, so Sabrina's calling me. Let me, let me, uh. No, that's about it. That's all there is to say about it. Yeah, <laughs> that's about it. Fourth inning program covered. Editor's note, cut that out, Ryan. Yeah. All right, Christy Mathewson, he is a milestone card, a triple crown card. First one we've ever seen of those. He throws a primary screwball, a four-seam, a 12-6, a change-up, and a sinker. So he's got a five-pitch mix, and he's got 124 stamina, 96 hits per nine, 97K per nine, 107 walks per nine, uh, pretty much a 99 to 100 of everything else, 79 velo, and 99 break. I mean, that sounds impressive, but I guarantee you Matthewson is BP. His four seems going to top out at about 95, which is not very good. His screwball and 12-6 are both in the 70s with an 82-mile-an-hour changeup and a 92-mile-an-hour sinker. I, with, with him being a 99 overall, I still don't think it makes up for the fact that he's just going to be hittable at the end of the day. Uh, Anthony, what you got on Christie? I agree with what you're saying. I thought at first, now hear me out, boys, before the riots happen. I thought at first this card was a complete L. I take that back for one reason, one reason only. This card excites me and should excite everyone for the same reason. We finally have a triple crown milestone card, which means we're going to get a triple crown milestone, hopefully, me 99 Miguel Cabrera and that card is going to be absolutely juiced I just I love the new milestone cards I love the card art I love the idea behind all of it and I just that excites me for a milestone Miguel Cabrera and that's the only only silver lining from this Christy Mathewson is that it means we're probably going to get a, a triple crown Miguel Cabrera and possibly what triple crown um Kershaw right yeah that would be a lot of fun that'd be ex- exactly that'd be a lot of fun too that's the only th- positive thing i have to say about christy matthewson yeah that that is a really good silver lining that's a great that's a great way to end our discussion about christy matthewson because honestly (laughs) super underwhelming and i'm not even like i'm definitely not one of those people where sds drops a card and i just spam l in the chat right that's like (laughs) I'm, i'm not like that but this inning program was a little bit tough to watch, especially already knowing that Wander Franco was in there. I, th- I think them, I think it was a mistake telling us Wander Franco was one of the bosses early because that my, it set my standards so high. Like my I expectations agree. were to the moon for this program. Whereas if they had waited to reveal all three or it said, you know, switch hitting Eddie Murray, I'd have been like, Oh, okay. Like we got the first 99 overalls for the inning programs this year. Awesome. Like, can't wait to see the other ones. And then it's Wander Franco, and you're like, oh, holy shit, I'm picking him. In this case, it was like, we just had 99 Franco, so we all played with him. And then now we're finding out he's the best one, and the other two are... I mean, again, Murray's stats, they juiced him. He's usable for sure, and he's a switch. Like, there's nothing wrong with Murray outside of maybe his swing, depending on your personal preference. But it's just underwhelming when it comes to the first nine. Like, last year was Poppy... Mo and Larry Walker for the first 99s. That was incredible. Like that was a really tough choice to make. And that was a really fun inning program. This did not have the same vibes. And according to rumor, it could have been worse. Uh, I've seen on Twitter that people were posting that uh, the initial graphic on the main menu of MLB The Show 21 showing the inning bosses had 99 overall Robin Yount as the shortstop for this inning program, which solidifies the idea that this would have been an L. Like, Franco had to be a last-minute decision based on that information. And I'm just, I mean, both both you guys just facepalmed when I said that. And I, that would have been a catastrophic inning program. The, the Twitch chat would have been off the charts with Ls. They would have broken a record. And again, I, I'm excited. I'm going to grind the inning program, blah, blah, blah. I just think that that's that's a super unfortunate way to introduce these 99s. But I don't know. What do you guys think? I'm I'm definitely going with Wander Franco, and I might even sell him. So I'm not even sure. What are you guys thinking? I'm thinking I'm definitely going to go Wander Franco. Um, originally, before that, 
I was thinking of sliding maybe Chipper to short, but with Wander Franco coming out, I definitely want Franco. And with that new uh, Sandoval that they released, we can get into that later, I might have to stick Chipper in left field with some of my other outfielders pissing me off with the inability to hit recently. But, uh, yeah, I don't... I'm not good with David Ortiz. Like, I'm, I'm atrociously bad. Ryan can attest to that. Still, it's not worth me taking Eddie Murray over Wander Franco, and that's saying something. Ryan, what do you think? Yeah, I'm probably going Franco, too, and starting him at short, because I loved his swing when he had that limited 99. But I also might pick up Murray if Ortiz keeps struggling for me as well. I'm going to try out Tommy there, but if he doesn't work out, then Murray's definitely a pickup. Yeah, on the note of Ortiz, he's got that hitch in his swing that kind of makes him hard to time everything up. I've noticed that I can hit plenty of home runs with him, but I've never had a good batting average with him. He's kind of homer or bust. But, yeah, it's unfortunate. I mean, we literally joked about how on the podcast, we were one of us was going to have to take Christy Mathewson and one of us was going to have to take Eddie Murray. And I just, we just couldn't do it. Couldn't lie to you guys. I felt like... I felt so bad for Robert Flores on the SDS live stream. For those of you that didn't see it, he's a uh, MLB Network analyst. He's amazing. Plays MLB The Show. He just had to sit there and lie through his teeth that these were good cards. And I felt so bad because you could tell in his beautiful eyes, great camera quality, you could tell he was like, these cards are not touching my lineup. He admitted that he's not no money spent. Like, he bought Trout, like, day one. So I'm like, this man is not... Eddie Murray and Christy Mathewson are not touching this guy's uh, lineup. Like, like no shot. So poor poor Roflo. I mean, the, the man plays MLB The Show just like the rest of us. He's one of us. But he had to go on that stream and tell one us that those cards us. were good. One, one of us. us. One, one of us. us. But, uh... Yeah, so I, I don't know. I felt bad for Roflo. Um, really cool that he was on there, though. Loved it. Loved to see him. That was a really cool addition. I think he's actually in the game, right? Uh, in, like, some of the Road to the Show videos. I would have loved it if they had Trevor May be part of the reveal in a program where he's one of the henchmen with the Classics pack. That would have been cool. That would have been cool. Speaking of that, let's go into the Classics pack. That jock, man. That jock. Jock Peterson home run derby. If you guys haven't seen it, take a look at it. It is it is filthy. Same card from 19, but he is he's insane. 123 pop against both sides, and he can play first base. Like, this is the most automatic BR pick I've ever seen in my life. You definitely just took the words right about it. I was going to say, this is a BR beast and a half can stick him at first with that horrible defense and that bad speed. Definitely not wanting to put him in the outfield by any means, but with those hitting stats and not bad vision considering, that's a damn good BR card. Definitely would take him over many other low diamonds, 100%. Yeah, Jock's going to be a monster. Um, Pretty much the polar opposite of Jock is Tommy Edmond, high contact guy, uh, gold defense, 85 speed, can play outfield, infield, pretty much everything. He's got a great swing, so I wouldn't discount him as a good BR pick either because I like Tommy Edmonds' swing, and uh, I, I would consider picking him depending on the round, of course. He doesn't really have a weakness. And his power, Edmund... 70 and 85, uh, is, that's more yeah, than substantial. That'll play. That will play. That's a perfect, perfect homer, right? Yeah. So... With Trevor May, again, Ryan, great idea. It would have been awesome if he could have uh, announced his own card. But he's got 102 hits per nine, 108 Ks per nine. And he throws a four-seam slider, change up 12-6, 84 velo, 93 break. He's actually pretty good this year. I think I had him on my 12-0 run, his live series. So I would definitely, uh, again, depending on the round, consider using him. And reliever isn't super deep this year, so he's a really solid pick. Anything else to say on these classics? I think it's a W of a pack. I think this is this is a harder choice. I mean, I think Jock is the easy pick, in my opinion. But depending on what you need, this is a more difficult pick than the boss pack at the end of this program. Which, I mean, they did a good job on the classics pack for that, for that sake then. All three of those cards also will make every no-money-spent spot. Those are... Those are filthy cards that boost up a lot of teams. 
definitely. Yeah. Next, we got the uh, 100,000 XP fourth inning diamond pack, which includes uh, 89 overall Raleigh Fingers, 88 overall Tony Perez, and 88 overall John Smoltz. I, I, I mean, Raleigh, we used Raleigh all last year for his high diamond um, from the XP reward path. And this card obviously is only an 89, but he's got the sinker, the slider, the forkball, and the four seam. He's got 83 velo, 91 control, 92 hits per nine, 101 Ks per nine. With his windup, that's a that's another no money spent budget beast. I mean, he's gonna be he's gonna make a lot of guys' pens better. What do you guys think about the 100,000 XP pack? I mean, you could say the same thing about Smoltz. This card could definitely be a good no money spent budget starting pitcher. Five pitches, decent differentials, not great. Obviously, he's only an 88 overall, but okay per nines, good stamina. Uh, good control like like i like ryan said another just uh no money spent beast for these players that don't want to spend too much money on a pitcher definitely reliable pitcher i'd say tony perez also don't sleep on him if his swing is any better than last year then his stats could uh elevate him pretty high up he's 91 95 against righties that's that that'll play for sure in br yeah reverse splits 96 contact against left um that's that's pretty damn good parallel him once and he has silver oh yeah silver defense if you parallel him yep plus you can stick him at first base yeah why don't we well we'll briefly mention the uh the newest headliner is 96 dwight evans and as a red sox fan love the card he's definitely gonna end up on my okay all right all right huge l considering we're coming off rizzo this is kind of an l because that rizzo card was amazing and this dwight evans card does not excite me especially with his swing yeah that's that's evans biggest problem is like he plays outfield with 94 fielding and 99 arm strength 57 speed is average whatever but like he's, he's such a good defender and he's not a he's good at the plate too 89 power 87 power against lefties 114 contact against lefties, 92 contact against righties. That's well more than enough to play. But his swing, like what the hell is that? He's got like three toe taps, and then you're late on the fastball. Like I, I don't, I don't understand how anybody can hit with that card. Whoa, whoa. not late on the fastball. You'll be late on a changeup with that toe tap. Yeah, <laughs> Carry yeah you'll on, be late like... on a 12-6 curve in the dirt. <laughs> He's really tough to hit with, so I, I understand why comparing him to Rizzo is an L. But I think he's a cool card for an all-time Red Sox team. Um, moving on, we've got uh, newest Tops Now cards. I think there's one in here that's going to be on everybody's BR team. Might even make like God Squads as a bench bat. You and, already uh, said know who it is. <laughs> 91 Miguel Sano. He's 66 contact righties, 60 against left. That's above his live series. That's fine. That'll play. 122 against power against righties, 113 power against lefties. And he's got 70 fielding. He's got silver fielding and 42 speed. He can all he can play first, third, left and right. I mean, that is one of the best BR cards we'll see all year. And the card art is flawless. You got Sano with the bubblegum bucket on his head, high-fiving Josh Donaldson's mullet. Like, I, that is incredible. Um, what do you guys think about Tops now? I didn't say all of them, but you can pick your favorites. Obviously, I gotta go with the Sano. I love his swing. I love using him, uh, picking up his live series card for showdown drafts. And this card is just obviously a boosted version of his live series. But I just want to point out, he would have silver defense if you super fracture him for the outfield in left and right field. And that's like, not that you should play him out there with his 42 it's speed, possible. but in BR, that's not the worst thing in the world. Yeah, exactly. And I thought Actually, that was you worth only mentioning. Have to, you only have to get him to parallel four because uh, it's 5%, and the way they round it, 74 goes down to 70 in their secondaries. Oh, okay. So, yeah, even better then. But, yeah, I thought wow, that was something yeah. worth mentioning. Ryan, what do you think? Anyone you want to point out? Uh, Just to be different, I'll point out this Kurt Casale. He he has a decent swing from the moments and, I mean, good hitting stats for a catcher. So he's he's something. But 
I mean, I wouldn't use the Urias in a ranked game whatsoever. He, you need to have a sinker to be successful. And the, the Santian, he, I mean, he has he has good break, ninety nine on a slider, but that that's about it. He's not deceptive whatsoever. So, definitely just stick with Snow out of that. Yeah, Urias. I I've liked his cards in the past, but the problem is I wouldn't draft a ninety two overall starter in BR. Like, I've drafted his gold live series before, like, as my ace, and he did well. But, like Ryan said, no sinker. Um, and I wouldn't draft that high of a card in BR for a starter. So, I, I think Sano is going to be in pretty much everybody's team uh, after this week. Um, moving on to a card that Anthony basically nutted over as soon as it was dropped. Pablo Sandoval, 97 overall milestone card. His milestone card is hitting for the cycle, which is really interesting because I would love to see a Brock Holt hitting only player in MLB history to hit for the cycle in the playoffs. Go ahead, Anthony. Let me hear your thoughts. I absolutely love this card. Um, I wish, wish, wish so much he had a secondary catcher. It wouldn't really make sense, but I would have loved that because he could rival uh, Carlos Santana as best catcher in the game because he has 90 uh, fielding. And so that would drop down to gold at catcher with a 87 arm is definitely playable. And if he could play catcher, 40 speed at catcher isn't awful. Um, but yeah, I love this card. I love Pablo Sandoval swing. Love the card art as it is. I love the milestone cards, like I said earlier. Um, good vision, crushes righties. Good enough against lefties that's playable. But uh, yeah, I think this card is a huge W. I've been loving the daily moment programs. And yeah, I very happy about the Sandoval card. I can't wait to get him. Definitely going to be on my uh, daily moments every day to get this card as soon as possible. Yeah, he's filthy for sure. Those stats against righties do not play. He He's going to rake, and he has a great swing as well. Before we move on from Pablo Sandoval, Ryan made a good point that considering that Pablo Sandoval legged out a cycle, getting that double and triple, it is weird that he does only have 40 speed even though it may make sense for a Pablo Sandoval card, but it would have been nice for him to have a little bit more speed considering he did leg out a double and a triple at some, at one point in that game when he got the cycle. I want a Benji Molina card with 99 speed. Let's make it happen. An inside-the-park Prince fielder. <laughs> I was just going to say that Pablo with like above-average speed is going to look like the created players that are like 600 pounds and they're like 5'4". <laughs> And uh, they're just, like, booking it around the bases. <laughs> Babe Ruth's running. Bro, Babe Ruth's running gets me every single time. Oh, my God. It's bad. He looks like he's, like, on a morning jog with, like, a bunch of old ladies. <laughs> but, yeah, I think Sandoval's a really cool card, especially because of his fielding. Like, that's elite fielding at either of the position he plays, and he's a switch hitter. Again, I that's tough to beat. Absolutely. I would just want to point out how much of a dub this daily moment chain is. I mean, we got Nelson Cruz, who's a filthy bench bat, amazing against lefties and against righties, honestly. We got Whitey Ford, who's a free signature series card, which gets people closer to Mariano and whoever the further collection is. And then we got a whole bunch of packs. Like, you have, uh, let's see this. You have two headliner packs and five ballin' is a habit packs throughout it, and then a space two and space three packs. So you can definitely make bank off this daily moment chain. Can I say what I'm most excited for is at the five moment points program, I'm going to pick up my third bronze Jason Giambi. Absolutely can't wait for Fourth, I mean, yes. Yes. Fourth bronze Jason Giambi. That's I want as many bronze Jason Giambis as you can possibly get by the end of the year. I think that's a that's a very attainable goal. Um, <laughs> Nelson Cruz, I mean, has one of the best swings in the game. I think his his stance is so open. I feel like I can see the ball really well. But him as a bench bat is awesome. Like I'm almost as, just as excited about that card as I am for Pablo Sandoval. Um, and then just for clarification, can we call him Ed Ford, not? whitey ford i feel like that 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 just doesn't that just doesn't sit right with me you know well it's just it's 2021 guys come on let's let's figure it out 
also don't get creeped out by possibly one of the creepiest looking card arts of all time on Ed oh my god that's a very good point (laughs) it looks like a child on a man's body it's kind of disturbing obviously it's from 1950 but god yeah, I'd like to point out that that's his 51 Bowman card and not a 1950 card as it's described as. Ooh, we got an error. We got an error on SDS. Boo. Also, that Nelly Cruz is a sneaky BR pick for bronze. 88 yeah. against lefties. Definitely. Definitely a bench bat and a half. Yeah, I would definitely consider drafting him as a bench bat in BR. He, his bronze is a bench bat in BR. His diamond's a bench bat in ranked. Well, I you can't <laughs> complain about that. Before we move on, before. Okay, go for it. Go for it. Go for it. They released the best card in the game. 99 overall, Mickey Giannis. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fastball. He's got the sinker, but he's got the knuckleball. Shout out Jickleton for throwing him in rank yeah. earlier today. 41 overall. He's 36 hits per nine. He's a stud. He is that guy, pal. He is that guy. Yeah. I am not... I would not be... Like, I would be surprised in the moment, but somebody's going to start him, like, deep into ranked seasons. Like, seven, eight hundreds. Somebody's going to start him just to be a douche. Imagine that card on Hoff imagine knuckleball like, it's impossible dancing. jickleton started him in a ranked game like five minutes after he was released and goes i have a perfect game through five like what like <laughs> it's he's a 41 overall can we can we balance out the knuckleball a little bit 31 people have him paralleled oh my wow. goodness that's wow. there's there's gonna be a fat race to parallel five for him two people have them to parallel to that's nuts <laughs> i guarantee by the time you guys listen to this somebody's gonna have a super fractor of them i wouldn't be surprised and there's a special place in hell uh, reserved just for them as there should be moving away from content that's already been released let's go into our player of the month predictions for june now i think this one it's pretty hitter heavy. There's some pretty obvious picks. I want to hear who you guys think will actually get picked. You know, we, we all we all love Matt Olson. So let's just get it out there. We love Matt Olson. If he's the lightning card, don't come into the stream because I'm probably going to get banned for what you're going to see on there because it is incredible. You know, I'm going to say it. Screw it. The most deserving for consistency wise throughout the entire month of June is on Ryan's shirt right now for Pete's sake. Matt Olson, hit for average, hit for power against both uh, sides from the pitcher. He absolutely crushed the ball in June. I would love to see a Matt Olson lightning boy. Obviously, I'm biased. Definitely deserving, though, of my opinion, especially with how I've been struggling with David Ortiz. I am keeping my fingers crossed for a lightning boy, Matt Olson. Ryan? I, I just, you, you know, I mean, for Pete's sake, I mean, <laughs> Matt Olson. <laughs> <laughs> shout out he, Garrett that Cole. was flawless that he, was flawless by the way. <laughs> he would be the most beloved card by this community to get now everybody's gonna say Kyle Schwarber Kyle Schwarber Kyle Schwarber does one thing he hits bombs against righties okay we're gonna get like a 93 94 Kyle Schwarber no catcher secondary screw all you guys out there who say he should have one but Matt Olson. He has the diamond defense. They don't have to juice his hitting too much, but they will juice it, and he is going to be filthy. Call my shot. It's going to happen. All right. Before we move on, I'm bringing up the stats of Kyle Schwarber for the month of June. I I was going to say it's it's tough because I think Matt Olson and Kyle Schwarber are both fan favorites. Like, I don't think think SDS can go wrong choosing one or the other because – they're both going to get player of the month cards and they're both going to rake. So, so for Kyle Schwarber, as much as he's been hit crushing the ball the last couple weeks, he's still hitting, which is still good. His slash line right now is 280, 362, 760. Okay. Not bad. Not amazing for a lightning boy. Let's look at Matt Olson's slash line for the month of June. Now I'll be very sad if this comes to bite me in the butt and it's not as good as I thought, 
But from what I know and from what I've been watching from the A's games, this should be exactly what me and Ryan both are expecting to hear. Yeah, I was going to bring up that point. Seven bombs is not, that's not a lot for the month of June. It's not, and I'm glad you brought up that point. Matt Olson has that power already on his live series card. It's not like they're going to take it away. So let's look at Matt Olson's slash line for the month of June. He's hitting 340, 409, and 610. That is his slash line. Also, 20 RBI too in June. That is not nothing to scoff at. And he's going to have ridiculous speed with that three stolen bases in June. Obviously joking on that part, but Matt Olson has to be the most deserving of Lightning Boy with those stats. Me and Ryan are biased. Blake, what do you think? I mean, I would love to say I'm objective, but I also, like Matt Olson's easily my favorite player on the A's. Um, he's also one of my favorite swings in MLB The Show. So I, you know, I would love a Lightning card. I just think it's hard because, you know, the com- I don't think the community's really looking for a, a Lightning Matt Olsen, right? I, I just said that it's a W either way, and that's that's my opinion. I don't think the community would necessarily agree with me, though, because they're going to bring up the, he's only hit seven homers, like Schwarber's hit, like, fucking 16, something like that. Blake. Um, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. The, the reason, the, the saving grace for Matt Olson is the contact, right? And that's something that Schwarber really doesn't have, especially when you look at his stats against lefties. He's, what, got one homer against a lefty this month, and he's not hitting well against lefties. So his card, in, unless they do the juice of the century with, with his stats against lefties, which is possible, I could easily see them just saying, fucking fuck it. We're just going to give him, like, juice hitting stats. I could see it. But if we're being objective, if we're looking at these stats, I think Ryan and Anthony are right that Schwarber really only profiles as, like, a 90 to 92 because he's not going to hit well against lefties, he's not going to be a good fielder, and he's not going to be fast. So when you look at his potentials for juicing, it's it's like, what, you want to give him 125, 125 against righties? Do it. That'd be awesome. But how high of an overall can you give him, you know? Go ahead, Anthony. That's the perfect point. Schwarber's obviously going to get a card for June. He has to. 16 home runs. He's been absolutely ridiculous. Not taking anything away from him. But Matt Olson has to be the perfect candidate for a player of the month. Matt Olson's biggest thing for being considered one of the best first baseman in baseball was hitting for average. He's always had that pop. We've known that. He's always been a good defender. He's even had a cannon for a first baseman. We've known that. But now he's hitting for average this month. He's not hitting for power, but we know that pop is there because when he gets into one, everyone knows he can absolutely crank one. Still a great defender, still has that cannon as far as we know. And even the stolen bases, as much as I joke about it, like that's that doesn't hurt. Like Oli Toledo, exactly as Ryan is pointing out right now. He's just the perfect candidate, like I've been saying. And what Blake was going off with too is Schorber is only crushing righties. He has one bomb off lefties as many home runs as he has. So his stats against lefties aren't going to be absolutely juiced the way Olsen's would be against both sides. And two, his fielding isn't going to be good for being an outfielder as well, considering he's also pretty slow. So that's that's just what I have to say. That's what I think. Ryan, what do you think? I would like to draw some comparisons to some past player of the months. All right, we got Jesse Winker, his insane month last month. Everybody thought he was the best player in the world, best hitter, right? He batted 330 with seven homers. Now, Schwarber, obviously the homers are way higher, but he put up similar numbers. So if you, and he's going to have similar defensive stats, if not worse, with Winker's 68 fielding, 82 arm. So if you look at his 89 overall, you say, how do you boost this all the way up to a 96, 97, 98 for a lightning boy? It's very difficult. Now you look at the Lightning Boy that year or that month, you got Marcus Simeon. Similar hitting numbers, but he has gold defense, almost diamond. Matt Olson will have diamond defense if he gets it. You look at April, you got Vladdy with his insane, insane April. He batted 350 with seven homers, but he had bronze defense. And then you got the Lightning Boy. Uh, Byron Buxton, diamond defense again. So you see a trend where they have these complete players so they don't have to boost the hitting stats to 
I mean, like 125 vision, Babe Ruth, immortal hitting stats. You're not going to see that at this point in the year. So it just really makes more sense for SDS to have Matt Olson as the lightning boy. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. That's well said. Um, obviously, there's been the, all that hype with the dingers and the home runs with Schwarber. But if you look at the month, we talked about the stats. We don't need to repeat the slash lines. Matt Olson overall is just the most deserving of the card. Blake, do you want to add anything to that? Yeah, I just I, I think Ryan makes a good point that you have to like whenever you're predicting MLB the show cards, you have to think about it from SDS's perspective with their overall system and who they've already given a card. I mean, if you look at the players of the month or the team of the month for June, you've got Schwarber, Mullins, and Gallo in the outfield. You got Donaldson, Correa, Albies, Vladdy at first. You got Degrom, or yeah, Degrom at the on the mound, Otani at DH, Gary Sanchez at catcher, and Josh Hader as the reliever. Otani and Vlad could easily have Player of the Month cards if they hadn't already gotten one, right? So you you knock them out, and then you look at Schwarber and you look at his stats against lefties and his defense, and so that kind of leaves Olsen as the Lightning Boy, and I don't think. I mean, maybe they give, like, why would they give DeGrom a pitcher of the month, like, a, like a, a lightning player of the month? Like, it wouldn't happen. He already has a high diamond live series. So it, it just leaves Olsen there. And I know there are some other good guys. Like, I hope Jonathan Scope gets a player of the month. He's got a great swing. Um, Albies and Correa both would be great cards up the middle. Um, but with, even Gary Sanchez would be a cool card for player of the month. But they're they're going to be lower tier diamonds potentially. Like nobody nobody has that lightning potential to me like Olsen does. So I hate to agree with you guys, but I I don't see it being anybody else. I I mean, what what, what do you what do you guys think about these lower tier diamonds? Since we all kind of agree on the, the lightning boy. Just just one last note with Schwarber. One last note. He is batting two eighty this month this past month so there's no chance they juice his contact stats to an insane amount he has 16 homers yes he has zero doubles so you said that one homer was off of a lefty that's only one extra base hit off of a lefty the entire month and so you can't juice his power against lefties that much so you're really talking about just a one-dimensional hitting power against righties player and you think you can boost that to a 97, 98? You, do, you can't. You can't. That is a perfect segue into what I wanted to bring up is what overall, Let's because I, I think we're all in agreement that it's going to be Matt Olsen as Lightning Boy, or we were hoping for. What overall do you think that they give Olsen? Because he already, they're not going to absolutely give him too much power, being that he's only hit seven bombs. Like, we know what power he's going to have. I think it's going to be very comparable to his live series, since they're not going to juice it based on what we've seen so far. But they're going to juice his contact. They have to. He's hitting 340. He's not hit this well, this much for contact in a while. His fielding's going to be there. His arm's going to be there. Speed won't be great, but it's not going to be bad. What overall do you think he's going to be? I think he might be a 98, possibly 99. I, I don't want to overthink it. I'm just going to follow the trend. You got Buxton at 95, Marcus at 96. It's just still 97. Let's just keep it rolling. That's that's my prediction. I like Ryan's answer with, at 97. I do think it's interesting that we just saw the 99 overall inning bosses for the first time. I think now that we're seeing those guys being attainable, we could see Olsen getting boosted up to a 99. But at this point, I, I don't see it. I'm going to go with like a 97. I th- My problem, I, I've heard this on uh, Twitter, and I, I think it's a it's a valid point. It kind of sucks having an, a player of the month early on in the year because you know they're not going to be as juiced as they could be if they had that same that same stat line of, of the month in like August or September, you know? Byron Buxton hit 436 in April. His, his contact stats are 84 and 96. No, no, 83 exactly. and 95. Sorry, I have them paralleled. 83.95. That's insane. Exactly. That's that sucks because Buxton I mean that's a, that's a hell of a month. There we might not have another guy hit that well in a month, you know. If he did that in September, he might have like 120 contact against both sides. Yeah. 
Most definitely. And he's absolutely. easily a 99. So one thing to point out about cards is that they are scaled depending on the year, which I, I agree with, but it's just, it just sucks that that happens to guys who have great months like Buxton. I, I mean, that's pretty much all I got as far as player of the month. Oh, actually, one thing, again, again about Schwarber. If this man has secondary of catcher, which I don't think he should, Ryan Ryan explained that. Actually, no, go ahead and explain it, Ryan. Why why shouldn't Schwarber have the secondary position of catcher? Kyle Schwarber should not have secondary of catcher. Here you go. He caught one inning at catcher in 2019. Before that, going way back, he caught seven innings in 2017. He caught uh, 21 games in 2015. That is the most recent time he started a game at catcher. Okay, Kyle Schwarber has spent his entire career in the National League. He didn't, or he DH'd nine times last year. So taking out those nine, he DH'd 22 times before that. And he caught 26 times. So if they give him a catcher secondary, give him a DH secondary too. That's all I'm saying. SDS, add the DH if you're going to give him a catcher secondary. Like, this is... I'd be pissed. I'd be pissed. I'm all for pitchers who rake, but just a quick note off what Ryan said. This game would be so much more fun if there was a DH, if I'm going to be completely honest. It would take some strategy out with the pitcher coming up and bench bats, whatnot. But... I just think the game would be more fun with DH in the game. Blake, go ahead. Again, I'm all for juiced cards. This will be my final point on the matter. I'm all for juiced cards. I love having fun cards that might be semi-unrealistic, but at least make it fair, you know? I feel like if, if Schwarber gets secondary at catcher, then Pablo Sandoval should have secondary at catcher, correct? Like, like if, if that's what we're doing, right? You like they they should they should have the same amount of juicing I guess like if Mookie can play second even though he never plays second like obviously he has the ability to so it's fine but I'm just saying let's let's juice consistently that's all I'm saying right yeah no I agree absolutely all right well if we're ready to move on this will be my final point of the podcast in SDS's most recent patch notes. They hinted at the idea of next update having actual gameplay changes, which they have not touched at all this year, which is a first for them. Usually, they're way too quick on the gameplay update, and they end up breaking something that didn't need to be broken. Um, Now, they definitely don't have that problem, and I'm honestly here for it. I'm glad that they are fixing the server's issues first. I think they're... we're pretty close to being past the server issues, uh, even though that took forever. Um, I think we're close. And now that they're talking about gameplay changes, that makes me happy because I think we'll get that nerf to contact hitting, which they specifically hinted at, and maybe some more balanced changes like uh, making the par more accurate on pinpoint pitching and maybe just some hitting changes to foul balls, stuff like that. Those are the little tweaks that at this point in the year I would say are uh, necessary. But honestly, I'm I'm really excited uh, with where the game is at right now. So what do you guys think re- regarding gameplay changes? Yeah, I, I think it's just minor things here and there, like contact swinging, exit velos. We've talked about this time after time. Also bunting. I, I'm, I'm so sick of bunting. Bunting with two strikes, like it... It shouldn't work at all. Here's here's my problem. I remember when bunting was a plague in MLB The Show. And, you know, they fixed that. And I, I just think that with bunting, I'm... My problem is suicide squeezes. Why do those work nine times out of ten? I It's rare that a suicide squeeze in MLB The Show isn't successful, Right. I they rarely they rarely fail in my experience. How often do you think they actually work in real life? I guarantee you it's less than half the time or else they would do it more often, right? Absolutely. So can we reflect that more accurately in the game cuz nobody wants suicide squeezes in the game. I lost a BR game on a walk-off suicide squeeze. 
Like, can we not? That never works. Anthony, have you ever can... lost a game on a suicide squeeze? Um, that I can remember. Yes, actually, some. Oh, oh, no way. Yeah, I was playing a sweaty uh game, God Squads. It was a very serious game. It was one one, sec uh second to last innings. Got asshole. And how a... did you score your run? It was on a o two early. A home um, run that I earned. Yeah, an early. Home. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. A home run that I squared up, regardless. Um, <laughs> an o two curveball that was not in the zone, that he was got the down. Timing was the timing with one out. On the suicide squeeze, maybe. Regardless, oh, so you're defending the suicide squeezes should be in the game, Ryan. Can no, we get your no, official what? stance on the? I'm just <laughs> gathering information. Can we get your scenario? official stance on suicide squeezes? Do you think early bombs are enough to win you one game? Um, more than more than uh, suicide squeezes, yes. Because if it's actually squared up, so yes. If somebody earns one run and then gains another one in a less reputable manner, is that person the one who should win over somebody who lucks into one home run? Blake, I refuse to go into this toxicity. I'm just <laughs> talking about. Um, we're not talking about early home runs. We're talking about suicide squeezes. They should be the game, Blake. Uh, you're the only person I'm going to refer to for the next once two business days on this podcast. This entire time since I edited it, I'm just going to have our game history up there. The two to one score. <laughs> the people should know. Ryan is the reason I lost that game due to a suicide squeeze. That's all I need to know. I shouldn't say the only reason I lost, but he won the game. Not saying I earned the win, definitely. He earned the win, but that's all I'm going to say. Blake, I'm done. I'm done. I quit the podcast. Here's my badge. I'm done. Gun, yeah, turn in the gun and the badge. We'll, we'll figure it out. I think that's a great way to end the podcast, unless anybody has some final notes. But I, I think that was a great episode. Um, hopefully, we'll be seeing you guys live on Twitch where we all stream and uh, maybe follow us on Twitter at show and go pod. So thank you guys again for a wonderful episode. We'll catch you later. All right, everybody that is going to do it from us at the show and go podcast. I want to give a quick shout out to the people supporting us on Twitch and Twitter and all of our other social media. We definitely couldn't do it without you guys. Our Twitch is show and go podcast. And my personal Twitch is Balake 34. It's B A L A K E three, four. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and all of our other social medias at Show and Go Pod. That's at Show, the letter N, Go Pod. Finally, leave a subscription or follow and give us an honest rating wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks, everybody. Mm-hmm.